0: Hi guys, welcome to episode 16 of the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast. Today, we're talking about how to can fruit using maple syrup. It's going to be a delicious one. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Rested, because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life, one step at a time. Let's do this together. Hold up, guys. I'm going to interrupt this podcast for just a second because I have something so exciting to share with you. You know those times in life where you're like, there's something I really want to do, whatever that thing is, but surely that's like never going to happen because it's blank. Fill in the blank. Too hard. Too complicated. I'm not talented enough. I don't know how to do it. Whatever the case. well. One of those things that's been rattling through my mind for over a year now just came to fruition and I'm so excited about it. Ever since, well, before Sweet Maple actually went to bookstores across the country, even before then, I started longing to have some clothing that was maple inspired, like clothing for maple fanatics like myself, like sweatshirts and shirts that I would want to wear that pretty much show my pride in maple like there is such a thing if you didn't know there is a real pride in eating real food and enjoying amazing real sweetener and even you know the fact that i tap some trees and make my own maple syrup there's a lot of pride in that too so i wanted to kind of wear it on my sleeve so to speak right and and tell others about how good it is but okay so i worked with a fabulous print company they have really high quality shirts that fit really well, they're made from great fabric. And I work with a designer to come up with some really nice designs that I'm really pleased with. And I tested them and I quizzed people over on my Instagram page. And, um, a lot of you got back to me in some private messages and we chatted about what was your favorite color and why you like certain designs and why you wanted a hoodie or why you wanted a regular sweatshirt. It was actually tons of fun, the whole planning process. So now if you want to check it out, go to solelyrested.com slash gear. And I think you're going to like what you see. So again, that's solelyrested.com slash G-E-A-R because, you know, it's really sweet gear. Okay, now let's dive into this episode. So I'll be honest with you. I actually was really hesitating if I wanted to talk about this today, mainly because it's like a complicated topic right now. It's really hard if you didn't already have all that you needed for canning supplies. It's really hard to find them right now. I guess I should explain in case you're listening to this sometime in the future um, and not right as I'm recording it, we are still dealing with COVID-19. It has been quite um, a journey, hasn't it? And the things that we never saw coming, like, I mean, first of all, of course, we never if you'd asked us a year ago, never would have imagined what it would be like living through a pandemic. But just little details of things I just never would have thought of that might have been a problem in such a situation. Like we're having the worst trouble nailing down a butcher for um, our pigs to get them processed. It's time for them to be processed. And the butcher that we had lined up is so busy and so swamped that he keeps pushing us out much further than was originally intended, which is a problem with pigs. You don't want to go too far past the processing time. So that's a whole different (laughs) topic. But that's just like one of many things I never would have imagined that butchers would be swamped or freezers. It's so hard to find a freezer or canning supplies or pretty much anything that's Related to self reliant living, there's been just a huge, massive need and rush for people purchasing up all those things. Um, And I mean, it makes sense in hindsight. But so anyway, I hesitated talking about canning because I realize it's not really easy right now to find the supplies. But hopefully, you have some jars, you have some lids and rims, and it's something that you're still able to do. And The other reason I was hesitating is I know I'm getting really late in the season now. As I'm recording this, it's the end of October and most parts of the country have kind of gone through a lot of the preservation period, the harvesting time, although a lot of places are just getting hit with big frost, even tonight actually. So if you have access to some pears... And you would like to know my process of how I can pears, and you could do this with a lot of different fruits, in maple syrup. That's what we're talking about today. Although I should say that, actually, just as much the process, I'll be talking about what I like to do with the maple syrup afterwards. You see, that's the number one um, drawback complaint that I hear from people if I tell them, oh, you really should can using maple syrup instead of a simple sugar or a simple syrup made with refined sugar. The number one thing people say is, oh, that'd be way too expensive. I couldn't do that. Well, here's the deal. You really don't waste one drop of that exquisite maple syrup if you do this process. You certainly could water down the syrup and make a simple syrup with your maple syrup. And that's perfectly fine if you wanted to do that, but you also can just use straight 100% maple syrup. And if you do it that way, honestly, the best part for me, even more than the canned fruit, is the delicious syrup that's been infused with the fruit juices. I mean, this is like a luxury that you can't buy. I mean, maybe you can buy pear-infused maple syrup, but if you can, I don't know where you can get it. And if you could, I would imagine it'd be quite expensive because like I said, this is a luxury and it's delicious. And the only way to do it is by canning pears using your maple syrup and you're not wasting a drop. So stick with me. Okay, Um, first thing you need to do, of course, is sterilize your jars. You can do that just by running them through the dishwasher, and that is a common way to do it. I actually like to just fill up my jars with water in the water bath canner and get it all to a nice rolling boil and sterilize them that way, and then empty out the hot water in them, and they're good to pack with your fruit. When I first put the jars in the water and turn it on, I also get out a, um, well, I get out a couple of things. I get out a pan to get my lids boiling at a low boil. You don't even need to turn them on yet, but I just like to have it sitting there so it's ready to turn on easily. And I also have another pan with my syrup in it, and I'll get that just warming slowly, letting it get warm <laughs> slowly. <laughs> Not to totally repeat what I just said, huh? And then I will wash my fruit. I take the lazy way out here. Um, A lot of people will tell you to peel your pears and core them and slice them. And that is totally fine. But like I said, I take the lazy way out. I wash them thoroughly and then I just cut them in half with the skin on. And I will remove the seeds, which is really quite simple with pears. And I will take off the stem. But aside from that, that's it. And I pack them in my jars. It, of course, does taste more grainy this way when you go to open up your pears later. They're just a, more of a, you know, a grainy feel and taste. I don't mind it. I think they're just as delicious, and it's just a whole lot easier. Um, I also will, at this point, get some lemon juice and mix it with water. Now, you really just need a tiny bit of lemon juice. And this actually is optional. It's just it helps... It makes your pears look nicer when all is said and done. They don't turn a brown, discolored look. They're just prettier. But you really need very little lemon juice. It's like 1 to 30 ratio of lemon juice to water. So mainly water with a little bit of lemon juice. And then as I am cutting my pears in half, I will place them in that bowl of lemon juice water. Then once I'm ready to pack them, I just do what's called cold packing. I will pack my pears right in those hot, sterilized jars, and I will get my syrup that's now a nice, warm, heated syrup on the stove, and pour that right over top of my pears, and I just leave a half an inch of headspace. So at the top, just leave a little, about a half inch area with no fruit and no syrup in it. And that's for cold packing. I just find it a whole lot easier. And in the end, I like it because I wind up with firmer pears. I really do not like mushy pears. I'm just, it kind of bugs me. Um, There is negative reasons to not cold pack. But for me, the positives outweigh it, mainly the the ease of it. And like I said, the firmer pears. But the other option is to hot pack. I think it's probably the more common option. I just think it's just adds one more step of complication. It just makes it harder. Anything I can do to make this process easier. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I never, it's not like I sit around going, oh, I can't wait to do some canning. It's just not something I love. I love the outcome and I love the feeling when I'm done and the jars are lined up and I go stack with my root cellar, it feels fantastic but it's not something, the process itself is not something I look forward to. So any way that I can make it easier, I am all in. But if you want to hot pack, that simply means that you're putting your fruit in your syrup on the stove and letting it get nice and warm in the syrup. So everything's nice and hot as you then put it into the jars. But you can imagine that just makes it a lot more complicated right because now you have these hot sticky pears submerged in your sticky syrup and you're trying to move them over to your jars Um, but the good side to that the good reason to hot pack a couple reasons first of all your pears will not shrink with cold packing I guess you could say it's a little wasteful because the pears do shrink some Um, also if you want the beautiful professional looking jars of canned pears then you want to hot pack because hot packing makes the pears be submerged in the syrup evenly and it just it looks prettier than my option because when I cold pack the pears always rise to the top so it just looks kind of like I guess you could kind of say that I've failed because <laughs> you have your pears floating on the top and all the syrup or the simple sugar if you're not using syrup um, filling up the bottom so it looks empty on the bottom it is it is, it is empty on the bottom except for the syrup um, so again to review cold packing is easier it's the way i do it and it leads to a firmer pair but hot packing is going to prevent your pears from shrinking up as you can them And it's also going to keep the pears submerged down in your syrup. So it's really a matter of preference as to which you do. Okay, so after you have the pears and the syrup in the jars with the half-inch headspace, then you just put them in your water bath canner that you've already prepared. It's sitting there. It's nice and hot, filled with water. If you're doing pint jars, which I've never done pint jars because pears are a pretty big fruit, you know, you wouldn't fit much in a pint jar. But if you are doing pint jars you would need to process them for 25 minutes. If you're doing quart jars like I do, then you need to process them for half an hour. Of course, that is depending on your altitude. If you're at higher altitude, you need to adjust that. Um, You can just do a quick Google search if you don't know and find that information. So, okay, after that's done, some time in the boiling water, and that's it. You set them out, you wait for that wonderful sound of the popping lids. And you have the amazing satisfaction of knowing in the middle of a cold February night, you can pull a taste of fall out of your root cellar, out of your pantry, pop open that lid and serve an amazing dessert that you made, I mean, literally from scratch, right? And it's so good for you too. But that's not the end of the story. If you make your pears the way I can my pears because honestly, the pears is just like the beginning of it. Because after you eat those pears, you have a jar full of pear-infused maple syrup that is so good. Now, first of all, if you're just gonna use it for pouring it over your pancakes, that is a wonderful way to use it, and it is delicious. But I like to take it a few steps further. The simplest thing I love to do with it, I also do this with just any old maple syrup, I love to have a tablespoon in my morning cup of tea. Even more common for me to splurge is to have it in my evening cup of tea. I pretty much have a cup of tea in my hand all day long. So, you know, who knows when I'm going to pop a tablespoon of pear infused maple syrup in my tea whenever I need a little bit of happy, right? A little bit of delicious. Um, But I do like it, especially in my evening tea, because it makes me feel like I'm having this really luxurious dessert. And it's like pretty much almost calorie free and so good for me. So that's my favorite, most common way to use this amazing syrup. By the way, I should say, while, it's on my mind, you can store this syrup after you eat your pears. Well, even if you still have some pears in it, store them in the fridge until you eat them, they can be in there for many long weeks without any problem. Once you've eaten the pears, you can still enjoy the syrup as long as you keep it stored in the refrigerator. I'm sure it would be perfectly fine for a few months. I don't think I've ever kept it that long. Um. Maybe I have. I'm sure it would be perfectly fine, though, as long as you have it refrigerated. Now, until you open the jar, you can keep that in your root cellar or your pantry for years without any problem. As long as you have processed it correctly and it has sealed correctly, then you will be good for many years. Okay, so the other things I love to do. Ice cream a bowl of vanilla ice cream. Now, I'll be honest with you, this actually is not something I personally do because I'm a chocolate ice cream person all the way. If I am indulging in ice cream, it is going to be chocolate. But everybody else in my family thinks this is absolutely delicious. Vanilla ice cream with pear-infused maple syrup slathered on top. That's the simple way. If you want to take it another step and do it a little more complicated, but even more decadent, you can slightly boil your pear infused maple syrup until it's a little thicker, kind of a corn syrup consistency, and then pour it over your ice cream. It's pretty good. Even to a non-vanilla loving lady. And finally, another way to boil it down and make something extra special. Well, you don't have to boil it down, actually. It's great for a meat glaze, for pork chops or ham especially, a ham steak, to glaze it in this pear-infused maple syrup. But take it a step further, boil it down a little bit on the stove, and add, (coughs) add some fresh, I get all choked up just thinking about it, add some fresh ginger. So good. Marinate your meat in it, and it will be, well, it'll be a delicious meal, I promise. But if all you're going to do is have some French toast or some buttermilk pancakes and slather on your pear-infused maple syrup, believe me, it'll be worth every second of the effort to go pick those pears and clean them and cut them and can them because they will be the best pancakes You possibly have ever had. (laughs) So I hope I've inspired you to think about how you can use 100% all natural maple syrup in ways you haven't even thought of. And it will not be wasting a drop of it if you use it in canning instead of that refined sugar that you need to put so much of when you know when I'm making some sort of canned fruit, and I'm putting all those cups and cups of sugar, I'm always going, this can't be that good for me. Like this this isn't good for me. Now mind you, you cannot eat a ton of maple syrup either. That wouldn't be good for you either because it is still a sugar even though it's all natural and loaded with polyphenols and really good for you stuff. You still can't overindulge in maple syrup either. But when you compare it to the can, not the cans, the cups full of refined sugar that you would need to make the same amount of canned pears, trust me it is so much better for you and it's just so good. So that's it for today's episode. I feel like I should explain. I know it's been a long time. If you are a subscriber and you always download, you know, when I put out a new episode, I was really doing a good job of being pretty regular with my episode publishing. And then it's been like this long hiatus, right? You're like, hmm, did Michelle like stop doing podcasts? I was caught up in a couple things in life you know how that is and I had some technical difficulties my computer went to the shop and then I lost files and you know yada 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 so hopefully hopefully I'm back on track because I missed you guys I missed doing this I actually I'm really surprised at how much I love sitting down and chatting with you And recording a podcast. So I really missed it. So I just wanted to acknowledge that I realize I haven't been around for a while, but hopefully I'm back on track. And now for a shout out to one of you guys. I get so excited when I see there's been a new review over on iTunes. If you have a chance to hop over to iTunes and leave a review for the podcast, It really does make a difference. It really helps. You know, if you're out there and you're searching around and one of whatever your podcast player you're using recommends a podcast or you come across something, what do you do? You read the reviews, right? You take a quick second, you glance at that, and you decide, well, you read the description too, of course, but you decide, eh, is this something I want to waste my time on? You know, because we all have limited resources and it's you have to choose what you're going to do with the next 15 minutes and what podcast you want to listen to. So first of all, thank you so much for choosing to listen to this one. And second of all, thank you for leaving review to help other people realize, Oh, that's a good use of my time. So if you have the desire to do that, please do so. I would appreciate it. I want to give a shout out to Mandy Bentley who left a review over on iTunes. She says, great tips and calming voice. First off, can I just say how calming it is to listen to Michelle? I can tell she's a professional storyteller. I wish she would read stories to us. Oh, Mandy, (laughs) that would be so fun. I've actually thought about how fun it would be to start a podcast reading books. And, you know, maybe I need to think more about that and carve out some more time out of my day, right? (laughs) Because I love reading. I really do. And I actually miss the time that I would spend weekly reading and telling stories to kids in my community. I haven't done that in quite a few years. So something to think about, Mandy. Anyways, Mandy goes on. Awesome podcast. I love the tips and the thoughts that she has to keep things simple. It is not easy. I highly recommend. Thank you, Mandy. You made my day. If um, you are not currently subscribed, guys, please take a second to go over to your favorite podcast player and do so so you don't miss a future episode. If you have trouble ever finding show notes or even finding the different players that you might want to choose from to listen to the podcast, you can go to solelyrested.com slash podcast. All of the show notes are there as well as the most popular podcast player links directly to this podcast. And also don't forget to check out solelyrested.com slash coupons where I keep an updated list of all the current specials and great things going on that I want to make sure you know about with some of my favorite products. Again, that's solelyrested.com slash coupons. Have a great day, guys.